Hello, everyone. I just want to give the quick, annoying beginning intro podcast housekeeping notes. Please make sure you follow us on our Facebook. We normally will post our games on there. Please go on our Facebook and tell us your reviews of the games we are playing. Or you can follow us on our Twitter at GBGBpod. So please make sure you go out there because we have a couple of reviews at the end of this episode. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection. Bring you three new perspectives from varying skill range. I am the curator of the art museum, Andrew. With me, the museum's janitor, Keith. Hello. And our fart dealer, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played The Procession to Calvary by Joe Richardson. The Procession to Calvary is a 2D point-and-click adventure game where you are playing a knight who essentially is trying to fulfill a holy mission by murdering Holy Peter. Was that his name? Holy Peter? I think so. Some should dude. probably look this up. It's, an, <laughs> it's, it's a two-hour game. We should probably have the names right. Eh, I'll just call him some dude. But going okay. around, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? For me, it was a game. I really like the art style. I thought it was funny. I, I love a good fart joke. I love fart humor. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's short and sweet. It didn't overstay its welcome, and uh, yeah, good game. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to disagree with there. I, I loved this. I thought it was awesome. It was super short. I, there's certain things I kind of wish I had more of, but at the same time, it was just perfect in terms of time, and it made me laugh the entire time. So, I'm, I'm always a big fan of playing a game and being able to have a good laugh at the same time. Definitely a game for me. So for me, I'm not a big point and click adventure person like i remember seeing the trailer for this and i remember the first thing seeing I'm like this game is very striking it looks interesting that's how it's a point click adventure game and i was like ow but then keith is actually the one who was playing it and i just kept hearing him cracking up and i was like i gotta check this game out and the humor carried me through I, there was a couple of moments i kind of got a little stuck get into it but the humor in this game is so childish but awesome so this is a game for me I had a lot of fun with it. So the procession of Calvary, like I said, you were playing this knight who, you know, right at the beginning, the holy war ends and you are given a strict rule of no killing, but your character just loves killing. And so she's very upset that she can no longer kill. But then she learns that the enemy's leader got away. And so you take it upon yourself for to have a holy mission to finish off the enemy leader. So the story, that is the overall story, but I... Loved the story of Procession of Calvary. It's very goofy. And it was just the dialogue to me, I just absolutely loved. Oh, yeah. This is, and maybe because it was only an hour and a half, two and a half hours long, whatever it is, I, I thought the storyline was just, it cracked me up the whole way. The, like, all your little side missions, everything you have to do, the dialogue that came along with it. And, like, it, there's no. It, I don't know. There's just no point where I was like, this is just too much. Like it, you, I get it. You're trying to do a thing. It was, it was always something just slightly differently funny in so many different ways that I just always found myself laughing and enjoying myself. I, so I really like the story, but the morality aspects I thought were really interesting. So for instance, sometimes he says something about like, oh, I don't want to kick a man while he's down or something along those lines, but you'll kill people. Like, listen, <laughs> if it comes between killing me or kicking me, like definitely kick me. It's fine. Like, it's like seeing with like, you can kill a man on crutches, but this guy who thinks he's on death's door because his hair is too long. No, you can't touch him. He's having a bad day. Like what? 
I know I'm thinking too much into it. You definitely are. But <laughs> I was gonna say it's chivalry, you know. She it, she's coming out of this holy war. The whole the whole opening scene. It's her running around hacking people's heads off during a war. They're enemies. They're not people, you know, kicking them while they're down. She likes to murder enemies. But it's definitely how you play your character. Because, yeah, she says things like that. Like, oh, I don't want to kick someone while they're down. But if you start going on a murdering spree, she goes, like, ham in that murdering spree. She will murder anyone and everyone. So that guy you probably couldn't kick down. If you started a murdering spree, I can guarantee she probably would have killed that guy. Well, plus the guy on the crutches. You can get, that's not an enemy. Right? Huh. No, but murder's, but murder's fun. But murder's fun in I this mean, game. It's weird that you like. There's certain people that you can't kill, and that's why. So there's a moment where you're with like a mother and a baby, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna try to kill you guys." <laughs> oh, that's, I did not try that either. Yeah, I didn't try that either. And then later on, there was that. What was it like a baby lion type yeah. thing? And I was like, "Nope, I'm gonna pet you," and it let me pet him. I tried killing that lion because I really wanted to see and what, what it happened, did. Andrew. So, already starting off with a little tip here. Uh, make sure you save your game if you try to murder the lion. <laughs> if really you try to murder the lion, for that matter. I, oh, that is true. But specifically, if you try to murder the lion, your character straight up quits. She she goes, "What kind of monster are you?" Even I would not do this. And she sits on the ground and says, "I'm not even going to make you lose. You have to purposely load your game. So if you did not save, you have to start back pretty good." You're probably on like oh, an FBI amazing. list. They probably they had, to kill a lion. No, they probably teamed up with the FBI because sociopaths start off by killing animals, right? That's oh. what they say in TV and movies. So they're like, "Oh, this person wanted to kill this animal. You're on a list, man. You're being watched." So you know, games like you know Grand Theft Auto where you're literally murdering civilians and cops. You're okay with that, but God forbid you try to murder a lion, you're on an FBI list. Most most people are at least partially evil. (laughs) Animals are just pure, innocent, beautiful creatures. I'm not murdering a real lion. I was just going around in a game. It's just a tiny painted lion. (laughs) It wasn't even like a good-looking lion. No, it was wow. it was a weird Renaissance lo- painting lion. Yeah. So like so anyway, so for me, I the story to me in this game is just really funny because like, like I said, I was like talking to you, Keith, and I just hear you constantly giggling and like just saying these remarks, and I'm like, this game just sounds so weird. I will say, like, I think the dialogue is so good, but there are moments I do actually kind of wish there was voice acting. Yeah. No, I think I think it's a good effect. So I I. I do and I don't wish there was voice acting because it's it can voice acting can make or break a game. We've talked about it on, on oh, that's a good many point. Games. And so just not having it doesn't have the ability to ruin what could have been an otherwise perfect game. I think the only thing well, for voice acting game. Well, I don't know. Maybe that's but but at least <laughs> it didn't ruin it in any ways. Is yeah. what I'm saying is the fact that the only voice actor I can honestly think, and I don't know if if who does it or, or if they're still alive. This whole game gives me a lot of Monty Python feels, specifically mm-hmm. Quest for the Holy Grail. That's the one I'm really familiar with, to be honest. But I just had this whole Monty Python feel from the humor aspect to it, to the animation, all of that, that the sequences where, like, God comes down, if they could have incorporated the voice of God from Quest for the Holy Grail, whoever that was, if he's still alive, like the big booming voice... I thought they normally. Oh no, they did have a voice. I remember most of them times they normally just did like noises, like kind of like these weird noises that kind of added. Did they? 
And I, some of them, I do remember there did have like a God voice when they was like talking to some of the characters, but I remember most of the times it was just sound effects and I actually would enjoy like goofy sound effects. But, but yeah. I mean, you, you look at the moment where, cause so they actually like make fun of Christianity a little bit. Yeah. And when you're, you go to that area where, you know, G- Jesus is, although I don't, I don't know if it's actually supposed to be Jesus. I think so. Name. But they keep calling him a magician. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, the screaming from those people, like being tortured, I was just like, "Oh yeah." That's I why for me, I'm just that. like, "Do I want voice acting? Are they gonna hire those people?" That I did not think about. That actually is a very odd, like, development choice. The fact what, that for the, the, scheme, the screaming, this game is ninety percent silent, but then you have this one area where it's just people nonstop screaming. I hated it. I mean, I guess it kind of fit, but in a way, it was very uncomfortable. And yeah, it, it kind of. It was a, a bit annoying if you were there in that area too long. So I, w- I wouldn't stick around there very long. But other than that, yeah, I, I, I think it was perfectly fine to just do this without voice acting. But uh, speaking of story, though, so there is three endings to this game. Liz, what ending did you get first? Oh, I got the, um, I don't know what it is. I just started You got the crucifixion ending. Yeah. You and murdered the screaming, too many. Oh, the screaming at the end of that was so annoying. You had to keep doing uh, yeah. it to roll the credits. It was awful. That clearly was Andrew was the one that hates, like, he has like a, I won't say like a sensitive noises, but he gets really irritated with repetition and annoying noises. Yeah, like your and voice. Even I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Joking>. <laughs> and even I was Eesh. like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Uh, but yeah, so that was just like the way that I started playing the game. I was just like, oh, let's just make this easy and kill people. And it didn't yeah. work for me. That's a, I do that's think it's a funny. Real quick way to beat the game. Yeah, Liz said yourself. that. She's like, how long is this game? She's like, because I just, I already got the end credits. She's like, did I beat it? <laughs> I'm like, what did you do? She's like, I murdered a lot of people. <laughs> I think the funny thing is, is, I don't even know that I tried until I like, at some point. I was like, oh, I, I guess I can murder people. Yeah, I didn't do it until I saw there was an achievement for it. And then I was like, oh, okay, I'll go this route. No, that was Liz's first instinct. The you, guy you wouldn't me. take me across the water. And I was like, I'll just take your boat, dude. And it, it works. He called me a sociopath. Which is so weird. Like, So you like cut him in half. And then like his, his legs are still standing as you're going across the water. And nobody like runs over and is like, oh, my gosh, you're a murderer. Nope. Oh, I, I think we should maybe give a, a slight disclaimer to people. Uh you may not want to play this game if you're underage. There is some nudity. Granted, this is like artwork nudity, but there is some. And the violence is a little bit hyper-violent. Yeah. yeah. So just just a slight disclaimer. I just, don't really like gore. There's some ways that you kill people. And then you yeah. take a guy that's on like a, a rolly thing. You attach him to a car. And yeah, it's a little gross. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it's also in a humorous way. But yeah, it's, it's just a slight disclaimer. Oh, speaking of humor, I love the guys at the gates. Oh, the giant keys. Yes. Oh <laughs> Look at his key. Those Look are my, my favorite characters. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, are you guys really much into art at all? Not really. I, I, I feel like there was definitely pieces that I was like, I recognize those things like because they use enough famous paintings. Yeah. But all in all, I wasn't like, oh, cool, an art game, because that, that wasn't my draw to it. It just looked weird, and that was yeah. my draw to it. And, yeah, it was. I, I liked the way that they did it, though. Or he did it, I guess, Mr. Richardson, sir. Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed the arts. You know, I've got a handful of art museums with Liz. Like, 
And so for me, like that was the first thing that drew me was, yeah, the art style of this. And I was like, ah, oh, sweet. Yeah. Cause like you, Keith, I recognize in this artwork. I just love that this game, people who know kind of Renaissance painting, it varies from really good to really like insane. <laughs> and this game yeah. just like embraces it and just like makes fun of it. And that's what I just loved was just the humor of just clearly making fun of, of just some of these uh, ridiculous paintings. No, that's a good point because it's the fact that like, well, there's things that are like backdrops that are distinct for a painting. The way he took or they took and like pulled different paintings into each other to make these bizarre looking scenes with yeah. like n- normal looking people. But then a tiny little lion hanging out with the Cardinals like it, it was really just kind of a funny design choice. And it and it made I don't know, it, it made it so much more interesting. I also, I really like that, like, whoever created this game, wrote this game, they created these stories with the paintings, so I'm thinking about that, uh, that room with the family in it, and the middle guy is just like, I'm out of the will, I'm like, he's just there doing drugs, (laughs) and and I was just like, this guy thought of this, and like, same with like a bunch of other stuff too, but I was just like, it must have been so much fun to look at these paintings, just create your own stories with them, because I dealt very much that this, like, the little... Thing under the painting said that yeah. middle guy doing yeah. drugs oh yeah yeah that's what i think is funny because like usually you go to art museums you see people just stare at these they're so pretentious coming up with these dumb phrases where it's like you don't know what's going on in this painting and that's what i just love is that these people clearly just interpreted these buckwild stories of these people <laughs> like I'm, I, want- I mean i'm fairly certain it was literally just one guy like the, in the dialogue he even like refers to himself as like oh i couldn't figure out this so i did that i think he may have had a studio to help him produce it, but I think he wrote and designed this game. Like one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was a Kickstarter game as well, which yeah, is also we, funny because they make a joke about that. No, that was one of my favorite things that I found early on was maybe it's, I guess it's early on. It really depends on how, how quickly you go through the game, but they have this museum. And I think this is maybe what you were talking about, Liz, but like all of the artworks are captioned with basically his own crappy description of whatever the painting is. And it's not the actual name of it, but then there's this secret a group of room. guys having an archie bargy. Yeah. <laughs> I love those phrases. And, and then on top of that, there's this kind of secret back room you go in and there's this guard, you know, stopping you like, Hey, you don't want to go in there. It's just a bunch of crappy paintings, a bunch of dumb people who paid too much money. And all that is, is the people who paid for like the Kickstarter rewards. And I think that's funny. I'm, would assume they knew in advance they were gonna be mocked but the fact that he just like it was just making fun of them for like yeah they just dumped more money than they know what to do with yeah Which, and it kind of gave him like bad paintings of them but they're like in the game yeah i thought that was really funny this game actually makes fun of their backers who backed him with the most money which i don't normally like what is it called like the fourth wall breaking yeah. i normally don't like that in games for this i i think it was it was funny enough for me. Yeah, I normally it, like, hate it. They only do it like two or three times. Yeah, because I'm thinking about what was that game that we played that had the clown and there was a... It was you like said this every weeks. time and you forget it every time. Thimbleweed Park. Thimbleweed the Park. only time we did a point-and-click adventure game. Oh, yeah. I, thought, I forgot that was a point-and-click adventure. Yeah, it's the same style as this, yeah. I thought but we did was, one other point-and-click too. But anyways. But I was more going to the point that they did the fourth wall breaking. Not yeah. that they were... Yeah, at the end of it, yeah. Um, and so... For me, like I really hated it in that game, if I recall. Like, I, oh yeah, yeah. Terrible you memory. hated that game literally just because the ending. Well, no, I did like the game up until that point. Like, I thought I, I don't know, I just hated that that part of it. And this game, I think, did it okay. So it wasn't the point; it was the click that you hated. 
Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But the main character in this, I want to know more about her. Because, first of all, it doesn't look like her to me. Yeah. Most and of the time, I, I was like, wait, I, I don't know if girl? I'm allowed to say that. But it definitely, the entire time, I'm like, why is this dude doing this? And then you kept saying, Liz, it's not a dude. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, they kept saying lady. Yeah, I kept thinking I was a guy, too. But I, then like, the crucifixion scene, you're naked, so you can see you're kind of a lady. Yeah. Well, before I got to that point. But there's something about her eyes that, especially when she's, like, prancing around, they, like, freak me out. Like, these, like, cold, beady, dead eyes. Well, <laughs> she loves to murder. Those, like, kind of weird things, though, like, back in the Renaissance times, like, they would have basically used a man for everything. So they were probably painting a man as a woman. I don't know. I know that like Shakespeare plays and stuff. It was in like theater, all men. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know if it was like art was similar. Yeah. So maybe they're just like, yeah, I'm going to draw this guy and kind of give him some female characteristics and it's going to be confusing. But no, I think it, I actually would like to know what the painting's from because I feel like with the amount of. Well, you can like, see it in the museum in the game. But like the actual painting, like what the real painting is, who actually created it in real life, not his goofy name for it. Well, yeah, he, yeah, he gets a goofy name of it, but that's one thing I liked about this. When you go to the museum, it shows the real paintings that this yeah. game uses. So no, I know, she? but I'm just saying, like, I'm curious what the actual painting is because I wonder if there's like a reason he picked that painting in particular as to like why she's the main character. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. and I feel like I know who she is, but I don't want to say because I don't want to sound dumb. Is it but Joan of Arc? It, is what you're thinking? That's what I was thinking, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. And honestly, I, don't think I didn't. It is. Who, what I other woman went into Tyson. battle? That, like, That's actually a really good point. Man. Now I want to see if I can. Yeah. I feel I mean, like that's I a really mean, good point, Liz. I didn't want to sound dumb because I don't really know much about Joan of Arc. Our school systems, you know? <laughs> uh, or I guess I should say my school system. No, none of the ones that I'm seeing coming up here. Never mind. Yeah, I looked it up and it, I didn't see any pictures like that of her. So my quick Google skills figured out that it is a Bologna painted by Rembrandt. And it doesn't really seem like it's anyone in particular, but it is supposed to be like a Dutch female warrior. When you actually see the painting up close, you definitely can tell it's a female. Yeah. It looks more female when you see it up close. But yeah, in the game, it, it definitely does not look like it's pretty hard to determine you're female. Oh, it's... Rembrandt's sober and powerful depiction of Bologna, the Roman goddess of war. So maybe that's why she likes to murder so much. Oh, she's supposed to be that Bologna? Say yeah. that one from Smite. Okay, that makes sense. Also, I just looked up Joan of Arc is like 200 years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I was also going to say... I, I, I thought it was too early too, but I also... But that didn't mean Rembrandt paintings couldn't have like done paintings of her 200 years yeah. later. Yeah. Exactly. Anyways, the Bologna thing makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, why she enjoys murder and war and why she wants to keep going. Yep. Told uh, you it mattered. But uh, as far as the gameplay goes, so as we said, it's it's a point-and-click adventure game. But, Keith, you kinda, you made like the same point where like you were not getting sick of the story and stuff. I fully agree. For me, I wanted more. This is one thing I loved about the Procession of Calvary is you can actually hold the Y button and it actually showed you all the things you can interact with. So normally when you play a point and click adventure game, you have like 10 actions you can do. In this game, you have three, kind of four. I made sure I did every single one of those actions at every single point. I just wanted all the dialogue because like I always loved the humor and the story that was happening. 
So this is the first time in a point like adventure game I was like, I want to do everything. When you told me about the Y button, it was a game changer because I was so frustrated that I couldn't find the scissors. And I, I, I did tell you how to it did tell you that in the tutorial that what? you can hold Y. I do you know what? I don't need you to. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty me. sure. I know that it was my fault. No, Liz. I think I'm actually the. I don't think I knew that until actually right now. Oh, yeah. So for me, I actually looked up the scissors and I was trying to find it for so long. It probably took me like a solid hour to to find those stupid scissors. And if I had like the why, if I knew about the why, it would have been so much easier. And I was so frustrated. And that's the thing. Like I did, I I will admit, I used a walkthrough. I ended up too as well. But I didn't do it. So I, I did it the way that I wanted to. And then I eventually got to the walkthrough because... If you just want the achievements, because it is a short game, they have walkthroughs that you save at certain points and you really only have to do like one like through run. So they do make it a lot easier if you do just want the achievements, um, which I didn't do that. But yeah, there were some things that just like, for instance, like you have to make a dress. I didn't realize I had to pick the dress up. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally sitting on the ground. I know, but (laughs) I'm not observant. (laughs) And I was like, wait. But they said like they gave it to me like I don't I don't get it. <laughs> and then I saw a walkthrough and I was like, oh, it's right there. <laughs> oh no, I there's there was a couple where like there was definitely a few points where I got a little bit stuck and I looked it up. It was not picking up the dress. No, uh, no. <laughs> one of them was when I had to repeat that song. I was like, I could figure this out. Like I know what the puzzle is. Yeah. I just don't feel like taking the time. I so figured like, it out. It took way too long. <laughs> yeah, I I gave it probably four or five good tries, and I was like, I no, I I know the I know the answer. I just don't want to sit here and figure out how to do it with five more attempts. So I just flew through that one. But there's a couple others that yeah, like the magician assistant stuff. Like I kind of got stuck, but um. Yeah, no, I picked up the dress. That one didn't stump me. See, when I, I've said this before on the podcast, but when I was a kid, I wanted so bad to be a detective. And I played a game like this, and I'm just like, it'd be yeah. a lot of murderers for you. Yeah. Murderers are like, sweet, I got Liz. <laughs> Liz is on the case. I'm going to do some more murdering now. It's always the husband. <laughs> That's all you're gonna keep saying. The husband did it. Well, thanks, babe. Yeah. I just realized that something dick. happens to me. It's always the husband. Uh, no, but yeah. So I got stuck a little bit. This is generally why I'm not a big fan of point-click adventure games. Like, they generally are so like obscure as to like the solutions to some puzzles. Like, oh, you need to put the cheese in the window and it creates a ghost. Like something you really can't figure out. It's just like really obscure. And unfortunately, I think this game gets a little bit like that. At first, I thought it was very easy and accessible. It wasn't until you got to the main city, and I progressed a little bit in the main city, and then it was just, yeah, there was just one moment I was stuck in. And then, yeah, I was like, I I can't be bothered with this. This is just taking too long. I really want to play more of this game, but I don't know where to go. Um, So another little pro tip here, uh, when you are in the main city, the museum is a very big hint. When you see all those paintings, that museum is going to give you the solution to like a good four or five puzzles. But yeah, so like, unfortunately, that's the only thing I think that kind of stinks with the gameplay is that it gets a little bit tough. But as Keith said, this game is very short. So once you do get kind of get stuck, you can just kind of do the like playthrough and just kind of quickly knock out the few puzzles you probably have left. But I kind of want to ask you guys, did you guys have a particular like art location that you loved? Mm-hmm. I don't think one in particular stood out. No, 
I thought they all were just, I don't know, they were kind of cool and fitting, but none that really stood out, I would say. I mean, I know we talked about it, but yeah, I really didn't like the crucifixion area. Yes, yeah, I didn't that, like that. Yeah, but I don't know. I can't think of anything that, yeah, I was like overly wowed with. It just all was what it was, and I thought it, and it, I mean, everything was different. Nothing was the same, so that was cool. Um, you know, we complain about that with a lot of games with a variety of characters and everything. <laughs> Everyone was unique in their own weird little way. And so that was a cool feature to it. And I don't know, it was like paper cutouts of Renaissance paintings. So as far as graphics are concerned, it's kind of a hard game to rate. Oh my gosh. No, but I loved So for me, like what just made the art extra, like just awesome it's kind of like we were talking about when you put your curse over things, it get, the guy gives a description of like what he thinks it is. And to me, those are the funniest things. Like in one of the torture areas, there's literally this little person that's like hitting it's a, a stick. It's, it? it's called a metronome. That's what he calls it, is a metronome. And it's like, that's hilarious. Or another one of the scenes, there's a bunch of, there's a group of men playing on with horns and trumpets. And he literally titles them horny men. And I like <laughs> the humor of it. It's just so funny. Every time I saw Horny Met, it just made me laugh. I kind of thought it was weird, the girl with the pearl earring. Yep. I thought her kind of st- story arc, if you'll call it, was kind of weird. I oh, feel yeah. like she was almost kind of like just there, but she kind of looked like a creeper. And then she gets like taken <laughs> away on like a sled. And I think your character's like, that was a weird thing that just happened. Yeah. And then I didn't like when the um, sheep guy, like he has a book and you give him the sheep. If yeah. you kill him, I don't, that, that grossed me out. I, mean, I don't stabbing know. Stabbing someone in the throat? Like, or the no, face? I, wherever it was. Ugh. I, like, I get your point. And Andrew had said, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want to play this around, like, younger children, obviously. Because, I don't know, even artful nudity, you, I don't know, if you don't want to expose your children to that, then I would recommend don't play this around them. And the violence, the same. And, and it's graphic, but it's not. Because, again, it's like, to me, it reminds me of, like, South Park type of, like, gore. It's it's ultimately all just a bunch of paper cutouts, so it's just, yeah. it doesn't feel that gross. I don't like the thought of someone stabbing me in the neck or stabbing anyone in the neck, but yeah, I don't know. It it didn't bother me the gore in this game at all. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't it wasn't too bad because I I really don't like gore in movies, TV, video games. I just don't like it. But I will say, I thought like the part where you're dissolving the head. Like the maggots are eating yeah. it or something. I thought that was my, like the the devil thing that came in. Oh, with the, I was just the like, face on his butt. Yeah, I was like, this story is just going wild. It is. <laughs> yeah, it gets weird. That did make me laugh amongst just about everything else in the game. But yeah, graphically, I don't remember like a specific place that I liked. For me, it was more about the characters. And I said earlier, I really liked the, the two guys at the gate, but I didn't really have a favorite. I... I thought the the magician character was always funny, how he always had a little boy in a leash, and you just constantly keep asking him questions about the little boy. He just keeps dodging the question. Oh, the well, two that, naked guys wrestling? Oh, oh they, like, those, two crack, those two cracked me up from the very beginning. That was like one of the it, earliest things I laughed about. Well, no, it wasn't the earliest thing I laughed about. Just so good, though. And you the just didn't I, want to interrupt it? Like, I mean, <laughs> you don't want to know what, what happened? Why that started? The earliest thing I laughed at, I, I created a video, put it on our uh, gay pass club, was uh, me just constantly spanking the bishop. <laughs> you just like, who? Wow. Like, this game just thinks of that. The bishop is sitting there worshiping a guy, and I'm just sitting there spanking his butt. It's like, this is the most. Well, weird there's thing. also, because when, when you're playing it, there's kind of like a, a church pedophilia <laughs> joke <laughs> like, where you, they're like, oh, yeah, we want all these jewels. 
and a kid. And yeah, I'm the Cardinal like, wants a, supple, uh, a little, little boy, boy yeah. with yeah, rosy cheeks and a pert little butt. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I don't think I want to bring you this little boy, but he's also just being dragged around on a leash. So I don't know. What's really the worst situation for this this little boy? Andrew, I, I'm you, not going to be the one to make that call. You told me there was a different story with that, though? Or were you joking? Yeah. Oh, no. If you keep talking to the Cardinal, the Cardinal explains why he wants the little boy. And it's because he tries to go this whole long story of how he had a son, but he ignored his son. And now his son's a grown adult. And he feels bad that he wasn't there for the son's childhood. So he wants to start over with a new boy and raise him as See, his father. I didn't keep talking to him. So they're already making fun <laughs> oh, of Jesus. I, I assume they're making fun of the Catholic Church. Um, I'm sure they kind of were. But yeah. I mean, they were also they also like make fun of it, too, at the end. Because they're like, man, I can't believe you just kidnapped a little boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was that that's another small just like funny thing about this game and I think they kind of make jokes out but they don't at the same time acknowledge it at all it's like the little boy you're just like all right I'm gonna take you with me and you just like kind of put him in your pocket I guess yeah. <laughs> so you should have a pocket with like a little boy or a giant you know a guy strapped to a giant wheel you just carry those things around because you can so like as much as I loved absolutely the art style because for me the art style definitely is like what sold me in this game like seeing the trailer, just the trailer is just so striking that that's just made me so curious of to the procession of Calvary, the procession to Calvary, but playing the game, I love the music. So there's like a good 20 different like scenes you kind of go throughout and every single one has a unique classical music. There's always some sort of band or musician in the like background or in the area that you can interact with. You, your character can actually applaud them. I always make sure I applaud the band every time. <laughs> Because I always thought that animation was kind of Especially the horny men. The horny men, oh yeah. I gave them so many applause. <laughs> but I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for classical music. I used to hate it as a kid because my dad played it all the time. And it just put me to sleep. But like now as an adult, as we said in the uh, Forza Horizon episode, it's like I, classical music's pretty good. It, like, it, fits a, it fits such a mood and a tone. And it nails it with this game. Yeah, I, I think there was some points where maybe if I like kept going back to an area a little much, I was like, okay, it gets a little draining, but really not because, again, the length of the time in this game isn't enough that anything you get sick of. But I, I agree with you. I, I, I wouldn't call myself a fan of classical music by any means, but I don't dislike it to the point where it, I mean, it fit the game, obviously. And um, yeah, I just, I, I didn't dislike it at all. I, th I thought it was a really nice touch. I liked it, and it changed just enough that I was like, oh, yeah, there's there's new music playing. I feel like when I actually remember the music and recognize it's changing, that's when I know that I like the music. So for me, I definitely I definitely did enjoy it. It wasn't my favorite classical music, but I did recognize some of it. No, but I think it was perfect because all of them, I think, Andrew, this is maybe what Andrew is saying, I don't know, but like the songs that were selected always fit the mood of the yeah. area you're in. And so whether or not it was like, oh, this is, you know, a classical song I really like, it was always perfect. And, like, didn't it start out with not the 1812 Overture, but, the like, the very first song, it wasn't even, like, a Renaissance classic song, I don't think, the one where the battle's over in the very yeah. first scene. Either you way, already know remember. way more than I do about classical <laughs> music. I just know what I like. I don't know what any of it's called. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that one was actually, like, beyond what those paintings were but it still fit so perfectly as like an end of battle song like the war is over and everything yeah so it was good and and, and honestly all of the sound effects for the most part that do exist are all fine and well except for the screaming that gets to be just a little much but outside of that 
everything is like pretty fitting, I think, in terms of what the sound effects are, and they're kind of goofy and 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 just they don't take away from anything, I guess. Yeah, no, I think it like it fits so well with this game, and I loved it. But another thing that fits really well with this game is the achievements. This mm-hmm. game is one hundred percent for achievement hunters. I got all of them, guys. Yeah, all of us got a thousand. It's it's super easy, and as Keith said, yeah, main story you're looking at like two and a half hours, and once you look at the achievements and how to do them, you can just breeze through this game and just get all the achievements. So this is one hundred percent for achievement hunters. But the achievements too, like I, it fed them to you pretty well, that like it kept you going, and then like the ones you kind of need to do because this couple kind of need to do some special things. Like ones obviously like slaughter everyone. Kill yourself. Kind of, yeah. That's another one. Oh, yeah. Which I actually did that one like right away. <gasps> really? Yeah. Because I was playing with keys and I was like, oh, I found a way to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't do that. And then I had to, um, I had to like restart my game to do it, which it's, it takes five minutes, if that, to do. So it didn't, it wasn't a big deal. But I was like, ah, crap. I beat the game. I, I guess I have to just start a new one to do this. Yeah, I did it by accident because I was wandering around and I saw like it was an interaction at the end of the cliff. So I was like, oh, I wonder what this is. And my character says, well, goodbye, world. It just like jumps off and did achievement popped. Did you guys popped. enjoy like replaying the game? Because for me, when I I did the first one, there was a certain point where I was like, oh, you can't go back. And I was like, crap. So for me, like I, I felt like going through it two or three times, that's like all I wanted to do. Because it is a short game. So yeah. It's, I feel like at that point it gets repetitive. No, I I agree. It I definitely wouldn't have wanted to go through it too much. Like I did say like 12 minutes. Cause I, but I think what I figured out was I actually, because I tried to murder someone quickly enough that I learned that saving the game was important then. And so I like kind of kept saving my game along the way. So when I got to a point, I'm pretty sure two of the endings split. So I was like, I was close enough. I just saved it there, went back to my load, and then just kind of uh, redid the ending is all I did. Yeah, but no, I, I agree with you, Liz. I, I didn't want to play too much more by the end. I at least enjoyed going and see the different endings because I enjoyed the game's writing and the humor so much that I was like, I want to see what happens. And then, you know, I think every ending was well worth it. Like you said, though, the crucifixion ending, though, if you screaming. Not I also was like, is it way. ever going to end? I know. <laughs> yeah. I think that was clearly the way the game is trying to punish you. Yeah. For murdering everyone. For doing what your character is supposed to do. <laughs> But yeah, to me, it's just, I, I had a lot of fun just kind of replaying it because yeah, once you know what you're doing, you can just quickly breeze through everything. But that is a quick tip. If you are playing the game legitimately, before you get to the final area, as he said, save because because there is like, you, you will have to completely replay the game again if you don't save right then. Yeah. And it's not terrible if you have to because again, it's quick and you'll breeze through it knowing what you need to do. But if you don't want to have to do that, definitely save. So I guess getting onto our final thoughts here. But so for me, the Procession of Calvary, to me, was just, it was, this was a funny game. Like, I was, I was smiling and laughing majority of the time. You know, nothing that was, like, making me crack up loud that I, like, wasn't breathing. But the entire time, I was just enjoying it. I really didn't want to look through a walkthrough because I really wanted to figure it out. But to me, the puzzles got a little bit hard near the end. Once you had to, like, figure out that you had to, like, lure a score like, a, a skunk, like, three panels away, that... I was like, no way I'm ever going to figure this out. And then you out. can unlure it too. So then you have to go back and entice him again. Yeah. So like some of the puzzles get a little out there and kind of hard to figure out. But overall though, I thought the whole experience to the Procession of Calvary is just so much fun. I love the art style. I love that they just take these classic Renaissance paintings and just make poke fun of them. And the humor is just really funny. 
the, I, the overall story was just okay. Like that wasn't driving me for me. It was just the dialogue that was going on. So I think I'm gonna give it a solid 80. Dang. I feel like I'm going to way overscore this game, I guess. I don't know. I, I have nothing bad to say about it. There was, there was a few tiny little things. Yeah. The, the screaming voices were a bit annoying and I think that's really about it. I, I, I think what I think most about this game is that I wish there was more to play to it, but I am glad it didn't overstay its welcome. Like I didn't want this game to just be longer for the sake of being longer, but I would have liked to have had more. I think some more of those areas, a few more puzzles, some more of the humor. It absolutely could have been, it, it would have been completely fine, but it didn't need any of that either. And that's what I think I love so much about it. I just, I don't know, top to bottom. I love this. It's, if there's anyone on Game Pass, even if you're not a point-and-click fan, I would say play this game because it's short and it's fun and it's funny and it's not all that difficult. So I have to give it a 90. I went into this thinking I'm going to give an 80, but I feel like <laughs> we've talked my score up. Ooh, and nice. I think I'm going to give it an 84. I wish I said 81. <laughs> I was going to go like it's 83. An and then I was like, that's so close to 80. I guess I'll give it an 84. Um, looking at Metacritic, nobody's had much to say so far. TBD, TBD for our Xbox One. Series X isn't even there yet. And the two critics both gave it 80. Wow. So, yeah. I was really hoping uh, the turd burglar. Wouldn't that it. be nice? I know. I, I feel mean, like he would have used turd so many times in this one. I can only imagine how angry he'd be that classic French paintings were butchered that the way they were. <laughs> I feel like it's hard to score because I don't know another game like it, art style wise. Like I, it's hard. I, mean, I think the only thing you can really compare it to is point and click adventures. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, honestly. But yeah, I I think that's why I loved it. It was I don't normally like point and click adventures, but like I had no problem with this at all. So we have two listener reviews here. Uh, Javier from Nerd Talk Plus said, This game is great and super funny. The writing is spot on and the humor, while not everyone's cup of tea, is hilarious. And the art style is pretty amazing to keeping your eyes looking for the next Renaissance era reference. I give it 90 big keys out of 100. Nice. And then our other listener, Curtis, he just said, It is a delightful romp through the accurate retelling of the Renaissance period <laughs> or something thereabouts. And that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty spot on. <laughs> I love it. I think that's going to do it for us this week. This is probably one of our shortest episodes we've ever done. But thank you all so much for joining us. If you have any game recommendations, please email us. us. Please email us at gamebestgrabback at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at gbgbpod. And like I said at the beginning, please go to our Facebook where we'll post the games we're playing. We would love to hear your reviews. We'll read it on this podcast. I've been your hardcore gamers to Andrew. You can find me on Xbox Live at Firebird0952. I've been Keith and... Wasn't it kind of weird how Andrew started the episode and like didn't do our intros before he talked about Facebook? I figured he'd do Facebook after that. But anywho, have a good night. Yeah, all the if we have a new listener, they're gonna hate us. Be like, ugh. Um, but I'm Liz New Gamer Tag coming up to you. Not much with I Liz New You know, because because like oh, last and here week, comes Keith, the defense. Yes, yes. No, here comes I the defense. I'm not gonna let you have the last word, you jerk. 
I did not mean to just put it at the beginning, like before you even did our intros. I figured we'd do a normal intro and be like, hey, before I start talking about the game and after I introduce this podcast that you may or may not have ever listened to. But hey, nope, we're going to go right to Facebook. Anyhow. So if you remember last week, Keith, when I was trying to do it, I suck. I, okay, so we've been doing this podcast now for over two years and I have such a flow. And every time I try to deviate from the flow, everything crumbles. So I tried doing it last week where I'm like, this is the game we're playing. Go to our Facebook Wait, what are we doing again? And like, I had to delete it because I'm like, this sounds awful. So that's why I was like, screw it. I'm just going to make it simple. Say it at the beginning. This is officially our worst outro. <laughs> well, you started night, this, Keith. Good night, everybody. All right, everyone. Love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>